to Living For It, a podcast about daily life, tips and tricks, and life as a photographer. I'm your host, Sarah Johnson, a wedding photographer with a bachelor's degree, an obsession with my Birkenstocks, and a passion for creating something bigger than myself. I cannot believe I'm actually recording a podcast. My very first episode, my very first podcast, I'm in my office talking to myself and it feels so bizarre, but I'm extremely excited that you all are taking this journey with me. So without further ado, welcome to the very first episode of Living For It, a podcast that I've wanted to do for a while now. And in this podcast, I'm going to share my journey as a photographer, my tips and tricks from nine years of being a wedding photographer, and little quirks that make me me. I'm really, really excited to share with you some of the awesome interviews that I've planned. I'm going to be talking to some of my best friends in the wedding industry in my area of Rockford, Illinois. And we're going to get advice from wedding cake designers, some friends who own bridal boutiques, some venue owners, the list goes on and on. And I can't wait to take you all on that journey. So I started photography before I knew I even wanted to be a photographer. That sounds strange, but I actually started taking photos with my mom's Olympus point and shoot camera. So glamorous, I know, and I've joked about it to this day, but that little thing gave me so much enjoyment going out in my small town of 200 people and photographing train tracks and flowers and close-ups of anything else I could possibly think of. But hey, we've all got to start somewhere, and that was my somewhere. So after I realized I loved taking photos, I didn't quite know why at that point in my life. I just knew I enjoyed it and it was a creative outlet for me and it was something that I knew I wanted to do for the rest of my life. So after I was a master at taking photos of stop signs and cornfields, I knew I needed to move on to bigger and better things if I was actually going to do this for the rest of my life. I needed to learn on something that was my own and that I could practice manipulating settings and getting better. So my next step was the Canon Rebel XSI. Now that baby came from Best Buy and I loved that thing so much. It had interchangeable lenses so I could actually change my focal length play with different lenses that do different things and, you know, take even cooler photos of close-ups of railroad tracks and flowers and cornfields. And that's exactly what I did. And after I felt like I knew what I was somewhat doing, I decided to buy one of my friend's old cameras. It was a professional grade camera, so it was a better camera than the one I had been using and learning on and I felt like it was really time to step my game up. Now, I'm a very sentimental person, so I pretty much keep everything that has some sort of emotional value to me 
no matter if it is a McDonald's toy that I got when I was eight in a Happy Meal or anything for that matter. So I actually still have my original Canon Rebel XSI and I also have my Canon 50D which is the second camera that I purchased. I have never gotten rid of a camera. I am on my fifth camera now so there's something to think about. <laughs> but while I was still learning my new camera I was attending Rock Valley which is a little community college in Rockford, Illinois, and that's where I graduated from with my Associates in Art, which I then went on to Northern Illinois University to get my Bachelor's in Fine Art in Photography. Now, I lived in the art building like 24-7. I actually didn't live on campus. I was a commuter kid, but by saying I lived in the art building, we learned on film so learning in the dark room how to develop film and print, it was so rewarding and extremely cool to see like this back end of photography that's kind of a forgotten art now. The photo lab was open until 1030 at night. And I remember since I was a commuter kid, since I didn't live on campus, I wasn't able to just go and print my work whenever I could. So the time that I had, I had to make count. So I would stay until 1030 at night printing my projects, hanging out with the other photo kids, and then I would leave and go home and do it all again the next day. Since I was getting a bachelor's in fine art, that also meant I had to do other art. So I wasn't just going to school for photography alone. I actually had to take life drawing classes, which I am horrible at drawing, and I will openly admit that. I am absolutely terrible don't ask me to draw anything ever because I can't. <laughs> and I also took sculpture classes, art history classes. Um, I even took a class on pulling paper. I loved pulling paper. That was so cool. To create paper from flower pulp, it was like a dream. It was the coolest thing ever. I'm being super art nerdy right now, but I genuinely love art stuff. So... I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that genuine love for art carried through every single second of my life. And it started actually when I was a little girl. My mom and I used to do crafts all the time. I had an extremely hands-on childhood. And I think that's a major part of where my creativity stems from. My mom found out that a local pumpkin patch had a coloring contest. So every single year she took me to the pumpkin patch and we got this free giant poster that was the contest entry. And every single year I got crazier and crazier with my ideas and <laughs> it was so much fun decorating these coloring posters and I ended up doing very well every single year. Now that sounds so silly to be talking about right now, but the fact that my childhood was so hands-on and so artistic honestly has played a giant part in my life now. I was always encouraged to do anything artistic, no matter if it was coloring on the driveway with chalk or making super cool hand-painted t-shirts with my mom. I even made these silly greeting cards that I tried to sell to like my neighbors and family. And looking back on it now, 
I mean, hey, entrepreneurship, like, from day one, right? (laughs) So the fact that I wanted to go to art school when I grew up was really no surprise to anyone. Now, figuring out a way to have a career as an artist, that was another thing. While I was at NIU, learning everything that I could about photography and being an artist, my brain was kind of developing in two different ways. So art school teaches you how to be a conceptual artist, meaning creating content or art or a body of work that has a meaning behind it, a deeper meaning, something that you can elaborate on, something that when you look at you don't quite understand until you dig deeper and deeper and deeper. Art is also subjective, so art has a different meaning for every single person who looks at it, which is part of why it's so beautiful. Every single person can see something different when they look at a piece of art, and that is really cool. It's totally underrated if you ask me. While my brain was learning how to be a conceptual artist and think about something on a different, deeper level, I was doing the exact opposite and thinking business-minded at the same time. So I photographed my very first wedding in 2010, and that is a different story for a different episode, but I promise I will cover that, and you are definitely going to want to hear how that turned out. I'll give you a teaser now. We're still friends, so that's a really good thing. Fast forward to the end of my NIU days where we had our bachelor show in Chicago during an art walk where there were hundreds of people walking to all these galleries, hanging out and looking at this art. It was extremely awesome and I am so thankful that I got to take part in something so cool like that. But after my bachelor's show... I was trying to figure out what the heck I was going to do with my life and how I was going to start my business and take it to the next level. And this is where wedding photography came into play. Now, like I had said, I photographed a wedding or two or three or four while I was still in college. So I already knew how to be a wedding photographer, but I didn't really know how to be a wedding photographer. I didn't have the years of experience. I didn't have the knowledge that I needed to feel comfortable marketing myself as an expert in the field. And then something crazy happened. My college professor asked me to photograph her wedding. Yeah, me, one of her students. Come on, really? You couldn't find a professional wedding photographer who had amazing skills, tons of confidence, and the ability to create like magical wedding photos? You're kidding me. Why did you pick me? And then there's the other half of my personality that was like, oh my God, I can't believe you picked me. I am so excited. Can we do it now? Is the wedding tomorrow? I'm ready like right now. Are you ready? What's your dress look like? Where's the venue? Oh my gosh, I need to photograph this wedding right now. Underneath all of those emotions, I knew that this was such an honor for my teacher to even think to consider me to photograph her wedding. I could not let her down. Again, teaser alert, I will have an entire episode on her wedding, so don't worry, we'll chat more about that later. But, again, yes, we are still friends. (laughs) So, back to my point. Even though I had 10 weddings under my belt at that time, 
I was still terrified. And that's okay. I feel that if you aren't still scared, you're too comfortable in what you're doing. And if you're too comfortable in what you're doing, you'll never grow. But aside from all of that, the biggest reason why I was scared to photograph my professor's wedding was because I didn't understand why she picked me. I mean, who am I to say I'm cool enough to be a wedding photographer? Who am I to be that vain? Wedding photography is one of the most important things in the entire world, and I truly believe that. And the reason why is because we are creating legacies. We are in charge of how your wedding day will be remembered for the rest of your life. After the cake is gone, after your dress has been cleaned and put away for safekeeping, after the flowers have died, what is left? Your memories. Memories in the form of photographs. And these memories will turn into prints, and these prints will turn into albums. And these wedding albums will get passed down for generations to come. You guys, this is so important. I'm a pretty fun-loving person. I will not deny that. But I take my job so seriously because it hits me right in the heart. Your photos are going to be seen by your great-grandchildren one day. I mean, how cool is that? I don't mean to get all emotional on you, but that right there, my friend, is legacy. The idea that my job is in charge of creating your wedding memories is just incredible to me. And honestly, I run my business around an Andy Warhol quote that I just adore. And the quote is this, the idea is not to live forever. It is to create something that will. I'm going to let that soak in for a minute. Creating something that will live longer than myself is the ultimate legacy. And I am so fortunate that I get to call myself a wedding photographer. How special is that? I'm sorry, I'm getting all sappy and emotional, but I truly love what I do. And I could not picture myself doing anything else. So stay tuned for the ride, my friends. This is going to be so much fun. And I cannot wait to dive into a ton of new episode ideas that I have coming for you. So if you want to talk more about living your passion every single day, if you want to hear interviews with some amazing wedding vendors in the community, if you want to talk about burnout and how lonely it can be to be an entrepreneur, I hear you. I'm right there with you. If you want to hear why I wear Birkenstocks literally every single day of my life, unless there's snow on the ground, and sometimes I still wear them even in the snow, and if you want to talk about how to prep for your wedding, engagement, or high school senior session, stay tuned for that and so much more. I cannot wait for this journey. Did 
you love our little hangout sesh? I know I did. So if you are living for it just as much as I am, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and download every new episode that comes out. As always, thanks for listening. And remember, make sure whatever you do in life, you're living for it.